Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? This is your boy, the dope ass dude. And I am so very excited to be back with you guys on tonight. Uh, this is my pleasure to be with you all every Monday night. I have to tell you that. I am really um, excited to have. So, yeah, I'm really excited to be with you guys every Monday night, and it is definitely my pleasure to be here with you all. So, again, welcome to the Dope Ass Dude podcast and just a couple of preliminary things. If you are not subscribed to the YouTube channel, if you don't mind, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And while you're there, click on that notification button so that you can be notified each and every time a new video is uploaded to the podcast. And then while you're there, just go ahead, click on like so that this video can get shared to others just like yourself. Now, if you aren't able to listen to the podcast on Monday nights, you can always listen on the go. Uh, the podcast is on Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify and iHeartRadio. And while I'm there, I want to give a shout out to all the on-go, on-the-go fam. You guys have really been, the numbers have been going up on Apple and Google and Spotify and all of those. The analytics are showing that that community is growing. So thank each of you for listening to the podcast while you are on the go. And then uh, if you're not following me on Instagram and TikTok, if you don't mind following me out there as well, I am the dope ass dude on both of those platforms. The dope ass dude podcast on both IG and TikTok. So if you don't mind following me there, that would be amazing. And lastly, uh, if you don't mind, go ahead, stop right now, go out and follow Bravo on Instagram and TikTok. On Instagram, he is underscore Bravo dot fit underscore and on tiktok he is bravo dot fit so again on instagram he is underscore bravo dot fit underscore and tiktok he is bravo dot fit so i am like really really excited about this podcast on tonight uh bravo he is here in the states and me and this brother we had an opportunity to go to uh lunch uh, a few weeks ago, and I must tell you guys, when I left there, I felt so inspired. And I know that, you know, when you guys hear some of Bravo's message, you know, he, he speaks truth. And he, he says it in such a way that sometimes it it hurts a little bit. But I tell you this here, this guy has one of the biggest hearts ever. And he is one of the most positive people. And he reminds you the importance of your words, because Throughout our conversation, we both were making sure we were each saying the right thing about our future because we understand there is so much power in words. So I'm really excited to have him back on here. And let's go ahead and bring him on out. Bravo. What's going on, man? Man, what's going on, bro? How's life treating you, my brother? Life is treating me well, brother. How's it treating you? Man, I am, I must say, you know, I talked the first time we were on and I told you how Dallas coming to the States made me feel. Bro, I've been having an amazing time in Dallas since I've been back. I'm surprised. Man, I'm like, I've been so happy, like being back, uh, just visiting. You know, it hasn't made me want to stay, but 
man, it's refreshing to be back and not feel that uh, noose around my neck, my neck and quicksand. So uh, it's been great. Life is life is good right now. Yeah, but and the funny thing about it, since you've been back, it's not like you on vacay because you still been work working. Because I know when you were in Atlanta, you did a couple of fitness boot camps and everything. So tell us a little bit about what you've yeah. been doing since you've been back. So on my return, uh, my, my uh, group FOU uh, Fitness Online University, we hosted a boot camp in Atlanta, Georgia. It was like I was like, it's gonna probably be tight. But I was like, you know what, just do it, you know, because being back teaching, doing the class, giving that energy and just the camaraderie of everybody and all the trainers I really miss. So did a class in Atlanta. Uh, I basically was kicking it in Atlanta, uh, seeing family as well. Uh, then I came to Dallas. I've been doing my boot camp classes at Sweat Boxing and Training on every Wednesday. Every Wednesday I'm in Dallas, I'm always doing a class on a Wednesday there. Uh, that's where I was training at before I moved to Panama City, Panama. Uh, and just training. I haven't been training any clients. Uh, you know, i kind of just been kicking it, man. I've kind of been just enjoying it, meeting everybody, uh, having conversations, catching updates. That's been a real big uh, a big thing for me since I've returned. Hearing about people's lives, how it's been the past year. Uh, it's like I'm just getting an update from everyone. We had our talk. And it was great, man, seeing what you got going on. I'm excited for you, bro. Like, I'm like, I see big things happening with the major changes you've got coming up. Uh, but, bro, that's been my excitement. Uh, just enjoying the conversations, getting the updates, the in-person updates. You know, I only have the phone uh, in Panama. But having the in-person conversations with people has been so refreshing. And uh, it's been exciting, man. Yeah. And guys, I'm telling you this here. So I know and Bravo is the same exact way in person. He is like full <laughs> of energy. It's not just for the show tonight. He is like full of energy. And that is something that you really appreciate. And that would be definitely a trainer that I would like to have. So Bravo, one quick question about your your university your fit university that you have on so how does that work with you still in with you living in panama now like you have a team that continues to work on that here and continue to keep it going and will it come to dallas eventually so what fitness online university is a group of individual trainers who want to take their business from in person to online now i met them when i was at ebony fit weekend in 2021 and I joined because I wanted to move my business online because, like I said before, what COVID taught me, like, yo, like, trainers are the first ones to go. And I was behind the ball when it came to the online programs. So they helped me turn my bring my business from in-person to online. And so uh, I'm an ambassador for them. And so what they do is they take trainers, teach them how to get their business online. And it may sound like it's simple, it's easy. But man, it's a really trying process and you have to learn to adapt to that whole online community of building a business online. Uh, and so that's what that is. And so it's everywhere. Like if a, if a trainer was out there and they wanted to join, and for you, they would just join. Really, like if they had questions, they can ask me about it. But it's something to take your business online. And I do a lot of work with them uh, when I'm in the States. Even when I'm away, you know, I may do like something virtual or whatnot. Uh, we have calls every week. So, but as far as Ebony Fit Weekend, that's something that does travel and has come to Dallas before. In the year 2022, 2022, it came out to Dallas. So, 
yeah, that, that's the fitness community that I've been a part of the past few years. Yeah, since 2021, that's the fitness community that's kind of helped me push myself to being more open to online spaces, you know, and kind of getting out of my own box and my own shell that I was in when COVID happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you went through the whole COVID thing. And right now, and this is, is, I'm glad we're talking about this because I was having this conversation with a buddy of mine earlier today. You know, like interest rates and everything are going up. So mm-hmm. that's impacting people's lives, their finances, the little extra things like training and like car washes and all the extra stuff that we could probably just like, I can cut that out. What advice do you give someone who is getting ready, that's going through this time and they're fearing that people are going to start cutting back on their service? Like, what would you do if you felt someone was about to start cutting back on training sessions and so forth? How would you keep the flow? So as a person, that, as a trainer, uh, I would keep that in my mind, at the forefront of my mind, that you have to have another stream of income. Like I said, COVID taught me a valuable lesson. And if you're behind the ball, I would have some urgency to start getting another stream of income because those services are, are the first things to go, right? So I would start looking at investments. You know, uh, you would have to adapt and change. It's going to be difficult in the beginning because I went through that process because I just got into the market and that was a difficult, that was really difficult for me. But for anybody else, I definitely, whatever other hobbies that you have, other passions, uh, things that people need. So people need trainers, but it's an expense, that, but they have to have the uh, extra income to afford it. So things that people need, I always say would be shelter, food, and power. If you have any skills in that, maybe picking up a second job, uh, but that's going to be difficult as well because people are cutting on jobs, you know? And so you have to have some type of urgency uh, of what can you do, provide or create that people need to keep you with some type of income coming in. And the reason for me getting into the market was primarily because I don't, I need something that's going to give me income that I can create without depending on someone else. When you have to have customers, that's the that's the difficulty that we run into as entrepreneurs to keep our businesses afloat because our business only, only survives with customers. In the market, only person I need is myself and to control my own emotions. So I recommend finding something that you can do, uh, whether it be part-time customer service with uh, some companies, uh, call agencies, something to keep some another stream of income coming in or stream you know you can hop on streaming you can do something that's everybody knows youtube has the bag with the streaming you know you have to you need to get on the board with that now and start building it up but you got to also have something that people want to see some content that's going to be helpful to people are you teaching are you entertaining you know what are you doing with the stream like for you, bro, like giving people conversations that people want to hear about. You have an audience that people want to know these type of topics. They want to talk about them. And a lot of people are too afraid to walk that line of certain conversations because they're afraid of getting canceled. They're afraid of being ridiculed by the by the masses. Uh, because what I said that I wanted, <laughs> I wanted women to be slaves. It's like not in a literal sense, but it was like to say that, man, somebody could have took a snippet of that and like straight ridiculed me, you know, and without even having any context. 
So whatever you do is going to be dangerous. But you have to take that leap of faith and do it anyway, if you were to go into streaming, right? Uh, but other than that, if you're afraid of, if you have some fear about losing customers with things that's going on with the economy, you have to find something that you can do that doesn't involve customers wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. I, agree. I, agree. I agree. I agree. Wow. Okay. So recently, when we had lunch um, a couple of weeks ago, when you and I had lunch, we talked about so many different things that day at lunch. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so many different things. But I have four things that I took out of that conversation that I definitely want to talk about. And I'm going to pose yeah. a question to the, I'm going to pose a question to those who are watching first just to get their response. And then I'm going to let you answer the same question. Okay. So uh, let's see here. So the first question is, so those of you, if you don't mind jumping in the chat, has body positivity gone too far? So if you can answer yes or no in the chat, that would be great. Has body positivity gone too far? So we're going to give y'all a couple of question. minutes. That's a great question, man. Body positivity. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> so Keisha is asking, what's the context behind saying that? Well, Keisha, it's just a yes or no question here. We're just going to. If you believe it's gone too far, yes. If you believe it hasn't gone too far, no. You know, so just give us a yes or no. Crystal is saying yes, it has gone too far. Okay. Yeah. I like Crystal. Yay, Crystal. <laughs> Willie uh, is saying yes. Okay. Willie says yes. In the vibes in the audience. Let's go. <laughs> so and all i'm just letting everyone know of course like i said these are coming from commerce these are part of michael and my conversation when we were there so i want you guys to hear his perspective as well so it was really really good so lakeisha is saying yes okay so we got three yes so far i think they'll continue to answer so michael has body positivity gone too far have jumped off the cliff, my brother. <laughs> and they're not turning back. You know, I saw a doctor. This was a doctor on TikTok. And she said that we as a community need to stop shaming people who are obese because you know, they aren't in control of their condition. It's a sickness. And I was furious, bro. And I was like, I can't believe this is a doctor, certified professional in the health field that's telling people that they should be love themselves and not be, and they shouldn't be ridiculed for being obese. Man, I'm waiting to do a reaction video to that, which will probably be next week. And Body Positive has, has brainwashed our community, most importantly, our community, uh, because everyone thinks that you should just, everyone should accept you for what who you are, I totally disagree with that. Because what body positive, body positivity, that message says, like, hey, I can be a trashy person. I don't have to take care of myself. If you shame me for how I look, for how I dress, how I present myself, that you should be deemed an asshole. You know, 
body positivity is causing the youth to not care about their health. All body positivity does is for us to stay unhealthy, to stay unfit, and to continue taking these medications and people to just support us. Yeah, you look good, queen. Come on, queen. And body positivity only, only focuses on women. If you think about it, let a man, let a man walk around out here. Let me hold a bit 400 pounds, you heard me? If I was 400 pounds, you think somebody going to tell me like, bro, love yourself, man. Love yourself, king. No, they're not. They're not going to do that. They're going to ridicule me and say, hey, man, you need to get your fat ass up and do something. Like, I don't, women will, women won't want me. The women I want wouldn't want me. They would not want me. They wouldn't respect me. Like, if I had the bread, they'll, they'll, they'll date me for the bread. But they wouldn't want me. They wouldn't love me. It wouldn't be honesty. You know, but as a man, if I say, I don't date obese women. I don't want a big woman. And that's my preference. The world will shame me for Because I did it before. Oh, I did it before, years ago. I said, I don't date big women. And everyone called me shallow. Everyone called me an asshole. And I was like, why? Because I have preferences. And they said, no, you should accept everybody for the way they are. No, I should not. If that's the case, how can I accept myself for who I am if I accept everybody else for who they are? But things that I do not want. Body positivity is causing us to neglect ourselves for our health. And our fitness, because it's fooling us. We're being fooled. We're being bamboozled to stay on, stay ill on medication, and our health and our quality of life will continue to decline by pushing this body positivity narrative. Even Lizzo don't believe in body positivity because why? She don't even date big dudes, but she wants everyone to accept her for being big. And that's what body positivity is doing to the youth. It's making them say, "Hey, I can have my preferences." But if I'm big, the people got to accept me the way I am. And if they don't, like they should be ridiculed for that, for having that, that view, you know? And body positivity is like, I want, there needs to be some type of stance against body positivity. But by doing that, it's like you're taking on that battle with not only the mass media, you're taking on with, if we were to do it, brothers, taking on our own community because our community, believe it or not, man, especially in the South, is huge, a huge advocate for body positivity because we are the leading community in obesity and being overweight. So it's like to come out and say the hell with body positivity, you'll have your own community turn their backs on you because they won't support you. You may have some, but the masses will tear you down because They'll take it personal. And what it really comes down to, they'll be offended because they don't want to do the work. Because when you tell somebody, hey, you need to get off your ass and go get active. You need to be fit. You need to stop eating. You need to fast. We'll be deemed misogynist, you know, <laughs> controlling. Because it's really from the heart that we want to see our people to be better. Like, I know, and know other people know in their hearts that the decline of relationships will continue to happen because why? Body positivity. Because what, what people are putting out, men don't want. So if men don't want it, women aren't going to want the men that will accept it. And so now you have this dilemma of like, hey, men are all trash. Women are all trash. Now we in this battle. But the, it all starts because we don't want to do the work. If we do the work, I guarantee if we do the work, you'll see a major shift in the communication with 
men and women in our community. But, you know, to do the work, man, you have to change. And I don't really believe, in my opinion, I don't believe there's enough people in our community that really wants that shift to happen because the work requires so much of them, you know? Yeah, and in, in, in regards to that, I've heard plus-size people, both men and women, their argument is that, well, just because I'm big doesn't mean that I'm not healthy. They yeah. say that. So what do you think about that when they come back with that? Man, hey, they could live in a delusional world. That's my opinion. Uh, if you're overweight, you're obese, you are unhealthy. I don't care what you know. Like, you can say what you want because at the end of the day, you're going to have heart conditions. You are on the path for health issues. And I come from an obese family, man. I call it like in our community, this is this whole narrative that the whole, this, this fine, this thick thing, this whole thick narrative, bruh, I, uh, in our community, it's like, I'm thick. No, like it's a lie. Like the, that term thick is giving well, I guess I can say one because dudes ain't out here calling themselves thick, I hope. But in our community, you know, I like my family, I'm from a big family, and they're all pushing this, we thick, I'm thick. And I see women in our community, I'm thick, I'm thick, I'm thick, I'm fine. Man, and fine as comes to, you know, that's perspective. That's like, hey, you may think you're fine, other men may think you're fine, but from a general standpoint, thick is not healthy. In, in, in modern day, back in the day, thick used to be like slender bill with thick in the right areas. Now, thick is literally big stomach, excessive weight in the midsection, like saggy butt, saggy thighs, flabby arms. That's what thick is now. Um, I saw a woman, she was uh, talking about, I'm thick, and she was about a good 240. And I was like, not to be rude, like, ma'am. You are overweight. See, the men love it, and this is why I put so much on brothers. Because we have so many men out here who are not going to hold women to a standard to be better physically. And they're like, because they just want some female attention, right? It's like they can't get quality women that they really want on the inside. So it's either because of finances, confidence, looks, uh, and so what happens is they'll accept, they want women to be big, you know, they're like, Hey, there's more women for me. I'll settle for that because it also allows them to not be their best selves physically. Right. Like if you don't want to do the work, let me get somebody else who don't want to do the work. Right. I can drop my standards because if I get some peace, you know, I'll be okay. If I can just give me a woman, if she's not too fine, I don't have much competition. This is just my perspective. I believe men will take a man who doesn't want to be him, his best self. He'll take a woman who's not her best self from a mm -hmm. physical standpoint, because I look at it more than just from a sexual stance, because if I die today and I say I have kids, I got a family. I got two kids, right? I got an overweight woman. My habits is going to teach my children. If I was to pass away, we're going to teach my children that their health isn't important. And she's going to continue to feed them unhealthy food, all this processed food, all this food is going to destroy their future because why she doesn't teach them discipline, right? We overeat. So 
being fit isn't just about, you know, looking good. It's about having qualities and following principles for a better quality of life. If you're not disciplined enough to control what you consume, this is going to carry over to other areas of your life. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I can't trust a woman with my offspring if I were to pass away who isn't thinking like, hey, I need to have a healthy body. Right. So that's the way I look, I look at it from a, from, a, from a viewpoint of, hey, what is my legacy going to leave behind? Because I don't want fat kids. I don't. I see what's happening. Like child obesity is on a crazy rise in the U.S., bro. No one's talking about this. Nobody. Because why? Look at the parents. The parents are obese. You can't have kids are, are, are suffering because they are feeling insecure, you know, because about how they feel, how people tease them, how they look. But we trying to make it OK to be overweight and obese. But it's the body positivity movement. It's OK to be this way. You should feel OK. You shouldn't be depressed. Let's give you some medication if you're depressed. Yeah. But you don't. If you just go to be your best self. Physically, mentally, it's going to help. If you're your best self physically, you're going to be your best self mentally. Because if anybody do the science, do the work, do your own research, if you look it up, do the research. If you have a healthy body, it's going to help you to have a healthy mindset. Like it all intertwines together. People dealing with depression because they don't like what they look like in the mirror sometimes. Most people don't even look at themselves in the mirror. I did a whole, I did a whole poll unanimous poll about men and women. Hey, when you look in the mirror, do you see yourself, your full self, or you just kind of just looking past yourself? Most people say they were looking past themselves. They'd be getting ready. They're looking at doing makeup, doing it, but they're not really looking at themselves, their physical appearance because we want to ignore the problem. You know? So I, I, think I, a lot of, I think a lot of people get healthy like when when they look at you, they think you're saying, well, healthy, you have to have all the muscles and you have to have a six pack. That's not what healthy means. No. Healthy just means no. that you're 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 at a place physically that your body is functioning properly without the extra yes. stress on your heart, cholesterol yes. high, blood pressure high, all yes. of that kind of stuff. It doesn't mean that you're going to be a size two. That's not what healthy no. means. No. It just means that you get into a place where you're not dealing with a lot of stuff that you do deal with when you're overweight. And that's what I run into when I'm, when I'm doing these, uh, when I'm speaking at conferences or events, I tell everyone, yo, I'm not the example. I am nowhere near the example that I'm preaching because I strive to be beyond the average, right? Don't look at me for the goal. I'm not your goal, right? Because I am, exceptionally past the average person because I strive to be that. But I know what comes with when you have blood flow is not going to your legs because you have because your arteries and everything are squeezing down because you have too much plaque in it. I see my I've seen my family suffer. I've seen friends suffer. Uh being having a six pack that's not that's not what it's all about. You want to be at a healthy weight so as you age your knees can still function properly. You want to move around, be active. So, hey, if something were to happen, like say the forest fire, the fires in Maui, think about this if you're in a danger zone, 
I have to get away. If you're too big, you can't get away from danger. We have lost the mindset of survival. We don't think it could be why we believe everything's going to be okay. Like we have the government, we have all these things in place where we'll be taken care of. If anything were to happen on this U.S. soil, bruh, overweight people the first to go. I'm telling you. Because like, unless you know how to shoot guns, like easy targets. And I like I think from a survival mindset, right? Because danger is always out there. You can't get away. Like when you age, I'm seeing the decline of my mother's health. My mother could hardly get around, bro. Knees bad, feet swollen. And it hurts me to my core, bro. Like it tears me down when I'm home and I got to see that. And like, bro, I've been dealing with this for years, bro. And so it's like, I have, it's so personal for me, bro, because I'm like, these parents don't even know what they're doing to their children, you know? They're crushing their children because guess what? You might not get to see your children get married. You may not get to see your children have children because you choose. It's not you're just selfish, right? And I'm cool with people being selfish, but like your child has to watch your health decline. You can't enjoy your child's life and them growing because why? You can't move around. And everybody say, oh, I'm cool right now. I'm fine right now. But as you age, trust me. Look back at big mamas in our community, legs getting chopped off. You know what I'm saying? You can't move around because you don't exercise and lubricate the muscles in your joints, right? You're not limber. You can't, you don't stretch at all. So guess what? You're locking up your back spasms. You know, I've seen what happens to someone who does no activity when you sit around all day. We sit on a job. We sit in our cars. We sit at brunch. Nobody's standing. That's why everybody got these flat booties. That's why I go get these uh, surgeons to get these flat pancake booties to plump up. Because all we do is sit down. If you walk, that booty going to grow. But all we doing is sitting down everywhere, bro. Come on, I'm going to keep it funky, baby. Come on now. Like, bro, we not moving. You feel me? And so it's like, I'm cool. At every, whatever people stance on, you know, body positivity, if they want to be big, hey, I'm cool with it, bro. I'm cool with it. Because I show no sympathy when they go through struggles and troubles. Because I'm like, you had a choice. You know what to do. You know what you put in your body is bad. So you know that activity is needed so you can always be able to move around. You know this. We know this as adults, but we choose not to take a stance and be active. And so for me, I'm like, don't try to look like me. Don't try to look like no supermodel out there. But you need to be able to get around, move around, touch your toes, pick something up. Right, you need to be able to move, and not really. We can't move, bro. I see it everywhere I go, and that was the that was the first thing I saw when I got to the states, bro. It was so disappointing when I get touched U.S. soil, bro. Got off the plane, going through immigrations, and bro, it was the first time in months I saw that many big people, bro. Oh my God, bro! I was like, my mouth dropped, and like you would have thought I'd never been in this country the way I was acting. I was like. Yo, what is what am I seeing? Man, it was bad, bro. Kids. I mean, I saw kids, like a bunch of kids, bro, looking like little Oompa Loompas, bro. I was like, man, these kids' future are in danger. And I'm like, you know, I talk about it because I'm like, yo, I know what's going to happen, bro. The, the people's health is going to decline. The quality of life is going to decline. And they're not prepared for it. Yeah. Willie, keep it funky, bro. And you got to keep it funky, bro. 
as we transition to this uh, next thing, Krista has a question. She said, how do we help change the narrative to help people see the benefits? And I'm assuming of working out, getting in a more healthy state of living and mindset. How do you change that narrative? You have to be willing to be destroyed by your own people. Because people are out here doing it. I'm doing it. I talk about this so much, man. It's it's crazy, you know. Uh, I did a whole obesity shift mindset for like years, and but nobody's listening. But you got to keep doing it, so I still do it. Like talking about it today, and you got to understand like who's the enemy in this? The mass media, you know. The health industry is against you when you're trying to change this narrative, right? And then we also got to look at that. The popular media, singers, artists, uh, activists, they're all against people getting better. And I say this because if you look at the message they're putting out, look at what uh, the media puts out. If you look in the stores, they have everybody in these plus-size mannequins. Oh, you can be plus-size. This is for you. And so I know everybody has seen you know, what people be wearing. I should know they should not put that on. When we start to make people feel comfortable with just like with anything that they do, we start to teach them that, hey, other people's opinion doesn't matter. And other people's opinion should matter to us when it comes to the things that's going to benefit us. That's someone say they don't like you. No, that doesn't matter. But if someone who genuinely cares for you, like we don't, we group everyone together. We don't have enough common sense in the world to be like, Yo, they're saying this for a reason because it's not that they just want my money. It's not that they just want me to look like them. It's because they genuinely care. Like, I gave up a six-figure job to be an advocate for health and fitness. Like, I sacrificed my whole livelihood because I saw there was a need for people in my community to change. And bro, I've been doing this shit for 10 years. And it, like, it feels like it's an uphill battle. Because it's like, I just continue to see you get bigger. I continue to see my peers get bigger. And it's like, no matter how much I push the message, I try to change the narrative. It's like, I feel like I'm in an uphill battle, but I still won't quit. You got to have people who aren't willing to give up. You know, I may die my in this lifetime and never see my community actually have a mental shift to have a better quality of life from a physical standpoint. And so that's something I had to accept when I walked away from my corporate job, right? It's like, I've always been an advocate for health, but we have to come together as a community. More people need to speak out. More people need to speak to their family and friends, right? Because we let our, we let our loved ones slide, bro. We let them slide. Uh, I check my, my cousins all the time. When I'm at the family, hey, yo, you need to work out. I'm getting kind of big right now. Yeah, it sounds mean. But it's not. It's coming from a place of love because I have nephews, nieces, little cousins, relatives that look up to me. They see where I live. You know, I don't get to see what they're saying. But when I talk to the, my uncles, I talk to my uh, family members, my cousin, whatnot, I have little cousins that look up to me. They see what I'm doing. And it's yeah. inspiring to them. So I have to speak to my family members with that stern mentality. Like, hey, like, yo, you you effing up, bro. Like, like you've been setting a poor example. You know, y'all get I get some 
backlash, you know, it has some relationships have been strained from like my stance on health. Uh, but man, that's the sacrifice I'm willing to take, you know, because I can't sit around and not say nothing seeing my family like suffer. So I know they're suffering, bro. And so the narrative, the only way to change narrative, you gotta speak out. You gotta you, you gotta risk uh relationships, you gotta risk uh peace uh, to get the message out. And it starts with us. Like it starts with who's asked that question? Was that Crystal? Who that, that was, was that? Crystal. Chris, you gotta you gotta be the one. Like if your hey, if your 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 parents, hopefully they're still with you. Uh if they're overweight, you gotta talk to them, you gotta get them right. The parents gonna be the hardest ones to change. Trust me, I've been fighting for 12 years. Like the parents gonna be the hardest ones to change. But the siblings, get on their ass. The cousins, get on their ass. Especially the younger cousins, the younger siblings, younger relatives, you gotta stay on their ass. Because if we start with a family, start with your family. All right, call it like a tree. When you start with your family, you're working on the roots. And as your message branches out, these branches are going to touch more people to their families, right? To their communities, their friends, their uh, associates on the job. It starts with that. And I've seen my branches reach out, growing leaves, uh, uh, bearing fruit through people that I've touched years ago. And I'm like, okay, it does work, but it doesn't move fast. Fruit takes time to grow. So, like I said, I may not be alive when I see the work I've done with people that I see is changing their lives and in their family lives. And so, I mean, I live to see that because it takes time and some fruit, some of those seeds won't bear fruit, you know? And so you just got to keep doing the work. Cool, cool. Keep doing the work. So let's go ahead and do a little shift here to the next thing here. And uh, those in the chat, we want you to answer this first. Is interracial dating accepted or tolerated? <laughs> oh, that's a good one right there. Look, I can't look. I love the sister, so I know my stance on this one is. <laughs> I know your stance too. <laughs> man, but look, it ain't, it look, man, look. So, and I definitely want to pose that question to African-American women. So when you ladies see a African-American man successful dating someone of another race, does it impact you at all? Are you upset? Are you bothered? Are you just like, oh, hey, they're going to have beautiful kids and keep it moving? Ooh, living living in Central America, bro. Man. Man, man. <laughs> so we got two both. They're pretty much saying it's accepted and tolerated. Okay. What else we got? Mm. Okay, so I think that's riding the fence. I say true. Like it's you can't always have both. This whole in the middle. Nah. Like some people with it, some people not with it. I say keep yeah. it funky and be real. Because everybody have interracial dating in their, their family or friend groups. That's why people kind of like teeter-totter on okay. it. I'll accept because of this person, you know? Okay, so Lakeisha said accepted. Okay, so, so we got one accepted, two both. And I'll just go ahead and chime mine in. So you kind of know mine too. But So I believe that for the younger generation, it's accepted. I believe for those that are under 35 and below it's accepting I'm not saying everyone above 35 is not accepting of it but i do believe those up under 35 they're more 
colorblind. They don't see race like we see mm -hmm. those that are older. Yeah. But I do believe women that are some women that are over the age of 35 that are in the African-American community, when they see, because they believe the pool of good men for them, if they're successful, is already small. When they see a successful guy with another woman of in another race, then they ask the question, well, like, well, what's wrong with black women? Why did he not come to a black woman? And if they, this is what really pissed them off too. If it's a African-American man that says, I only date Asian women, white women, Hispanic women, and they know they don't date black women. I believe women over, some women over 35 have an issue with it. And I think they tolerate it just because they don't want to go against the grain, but they're really not accepting of it. So Teasy, Teasy, she had a nice comment. She was like, it's an issue when black men marry outside of the race and then degrade black women like their mammy's not black. Now, I used to be, I used to be right there with you, Teasy. I used to be right there with you. And so what I've discovered is that most of these men that marry outside their races, they're not intentionally coming at Black women as a whole. They're talking about their experiences with the women that they dealt with. And when they speak about it, if you only date Black women, like so it's kind of going to be like that. So look at it as the way women talk about Black men. You know, men ain't shit. You know, they don't take care of their children. But everybody knows statistically that's a lie. You know, so I, I can't group. I used to think just like that. And I used to really get on guys that would be like attacking black women. And then I got out of my own shoes. Black women love me. Like, bro, I've never had an issue with black women. Now, the attitudes I do have, a, you know, it, it, it fluctuates. But uh, living abroad has shown me having conversations with so many men. It's like that men have a lot of bad experiences with black women. And the black community, like, like the things that go on between in our community when it comes to dating, it's not like women talk trash about black men all the time, right? Like so, but no one said anything about it. We didn't talk about how women degraded black men in the past. It's only recent that men have come out to vocally degrade black women. Like think about it. This is something that's new. This is something that's been going on for a few years, or maybe less than I think less than a day, about a decade. I would say about a decade from my, my understanding. Like, I never saw dudes, a black man, boldly come out and say, oh, black women ain't shit, they trash. Now, we all say they got attitudes, which is, we know, hey, y'all, with the net, we know y'all be having that too. But we tolerate that. We, that's like, that's a part of the culture. We like, all right, hey, women, they, they, they'll snap on you. But the men that women say is not a lot of quality black men to choose from, this is why. These same men that they say, why did this man choose a woman outside of his race? It's the same men. These are the same men that these women turn their backs on. And I can prove it because I know so many of them. A lot of guys I knew that don't date black women. I know a lot of them. Don't date black women at all. These are successful men. When I say successful, these brothers balling. And he, with the conversations I have with them is because, like, hey, man, when you hear about their experiences with black women, like how women, like, didn't respect them. Uh, 
they they didn't love them the way they want to be loved. They didn't appreciate them. Like it, uh, it's a long list of things that like didn't want to give them sex, uh, took their children away from them. So when you have this long list of experiences with the women who who neglected you in your youth when you had nothing, right? It does something to you. How do you say traumatizing events? For men, it's traumatizing when women like degrade you and put you down when you have nothing. They don't value you. So when you become something of value, it's like, why would I go back to the same people who put me down? And no one looks at that. No one, and I guess as men, we, we're, we're expected to just deal with our own trauma, you know? And even though people say we should open up and that we should be expressive of our feelings, it's still a lie. Because whenever a man opens up to a woman, this is from my experiences and from the people that I know, I don't know what y'all do. That that is a lie. That something changes within that woman that it turns on, it turns against you. And knowing this from experience and from other men in conversation, they they just have their experience that they hey, I don't want to be with a black woman because it's traumatizing. Have traumatizing experiences with black women. And so when a man comes out and says, I don't date black women because, because of their reasons for it, people say, Well, that's not all black women. Well, we didn't we didn't say it was, we didn't tell y'all it was all it's not all black men when y'all was singing a Paul Tyrone song. We wasn't <laughs> we wasn't shaming women, bro. bro. Look at it. No, show me a time when men was shaming women for the way they talked about black men, bro, back in the 90s, in the early 2000s. It's unheard of. Now, women are experiencing the same energy. Not well, you know, the younger women are experiencing, but they experience the same energy that men experienced in those times, right? So it's just the, the whole the table has turned. And so it's not that we're trying to ridicule black women and put them down, we're just sharing our experiences that men hardly do. So it's weird. It's uh, it's not the norm for women to hear black men talk about some why they don't date black women. It's not really that they're trying to shame or put you down. They're talking about their experiences, and you can't. We gonna keep it funky. You can't be mad at a person for expressing their experiences with a race of women that they've had a multitude of experiences with. And it all. My mother being black has nothing to do with me wanting to date a black woman. There was a woman that said, hey, you should date a single mother because your mother was a single mother. Why? I'm not dating my mother. I'm dating who I want to date. I'm not dating my mother, so why? If I don't, don't want to date a single mother, how can you ridicule me for having preferences? If I built myself up to this caliber of a man, I have, a, I have an option to choose who I want to date. I'm the cream of the crop, so why should I date a single mother? And so when a guy said that, I was like, he has a point. And man, the community went in on his brother. And I'm like, but why? You'll put this man down because those that was your decision to make to lay down with a man that you didn't marry. Maybe you did marry and y'all okay, got a divorce. Hold that hey, thought. Right. Hold that thought, Bravo. Don't go there just right, yet. We, right, we going there later. Don't go there just The stay on topic, the stay on topic is tolerated. Men accept interracial dating like women because I believe that. Men know, bro, sisters want brothers. We know they want us. And so when you know that, you know, I feel like it's my responsibility to date a, date a black woman. 
And I was, bro, I was this close, bro. I was that close of being like done with sisters. Like, you know, it took me leaving to be like, yo, bro, I see why brothers leaving. Like, the femininity, the, the pleasant personality, that's, a, that's the best thing to say. A pleasant personality of a woman, man, is so refreshing. And uh, I'm going to just keep it funky with y'all. A lot of encounters I have with black women aren't pleasant. A lot of their personalities aren't pleasant. A lot of the conversations aren't pleasant. A lot of the energy isn't pleasant. And so I, I stand with brothers when they say they don't date black women because I'm like, I get it, y'all. You want a pleasing personality around you to help you. We deal with so much as it is. So I'm like, if a woman is going to be unpleasant around me, why should I date her? Like, how can you how can you demean a brother for not wanting better for himself? Because in our community, we don't think better is out there if you're not dating a black woman. Yeah, you know. And the thing too, I think with women, uh, African American women, when it comes to black men, there are a lot of good black men out there for women to oh, date. But the problem it's is. Okay, bro. They're not wrapped in a package that they want. So maybe he doesn't yes. look like what he want. They want him to look like, or maybe he doesn't drive what they want him to drive. So they look over him. And but when yes. men do that to women, for various reasons, they're pissed about that. They, they is yeah. They have a double standard there. It's definitely a double standard, bro. Because I I got personal experience for myself, like, and I'm pretty sure you do. I'm like, every, I believe every man have an experience of why a woman chose not, didn't choose him, right? And when you do the same thing, you are ridiculed. You know, you're called shallow. You know, you need it. It's about it's about the heart. It's about what's inside, Bravo. No, it's not. It's not for me. It's not. Because if you got what I want on the outside, I know I can find that on the inside of me. So therefore, nah. But that is true, bro. I agree with you on that. Okay, okay. So we about to go. So wait a minute. Look, Keisha said something here. She said a lot of our black men are unpleasant, but I love my black brothers. Okay. Hey, yeah. And look, I agree with you on that. A lot of these damn brothers actually got unpleasant personalities. And guess what? That's okay. Get, hey, I'm right there with you. Love the sisters, man. I'm a huge advocate for the sisters, even though sometimes it don't sound like it. I'm a huge advocate for brothers, dating sisters, but I understand because I, I've experienced these experiences. So I'm like, hey, that's why I accept women dating other races, even though I know they prefer brothers. And me having that, that viewpoint is like, yeah, you're with this guy, but I know you want us. But your options are limited. And but you know, we still love y'all. We just won't date some of y'all, you know. Okay, so here's our next question for the audience. We want you guys to answer this first. Would you date someone with a kid or kids? So that's why I was telling you, Bravo, hold on, because I knew we was going down there. And I already Bro, know your people. Y'all go and y'all go and like get a drink, do hookah before he answers oh, this question. Because oh, when shit. he answered it at lunch, I almost passed out. But man, yeah. bro, oh my god! Okay, you want we letting them go first? Yeah, we letting them go first. So would you date someone with a kid or kids? So <laughs> audience, if y'all can put y'all answer in the chat there. Let's see. They haven't started answering yet. They they thinking about hey, it. My viewpoint on this comes from the heart. 
right? Okay. It's not from a place of malice. It's from like, it's just my preference. So Shay you know? said yes. She would date someone with a kid. Okay, Yolanda said yes. So we got two yeses. Good ladies. TC said yes. Okay. So three yeses so far. Okay, we have any more? Okay, so we're gonna stop. I don't see no brothers answer. Oh, look, I know the answer straight up. <laughs> I know the brothers answer straight up. Hell no. All right, no. <laughs> Okay, so okay, so Tracy said yes. We got another yes from a woman. She said yes. So Bravo, would you date someone with a kid? Seriously, hell no. Why? It has no benefit to me. Another man's child does nothing for me. Another man's child doesn't spread my legacy. Another man's child does nothing for me. It only does is take from me my resources, my time, my energy. Another woman's, another man's child is a burden, in my opinion. I would only enjoy a woman that has kids, right? Like, and I said, and I said that, I said that harshly, primarily because I know so many women that have kids. And it took a long time for me to actually build up the courage to say that out loud, right? I told you I said it to brothers before, but like to say it out loud, I had to get build up the courage to say it, primarily because in our community, we're deemed selfish. And ridiculed because we don't want to provide for another another woman a woman's uh mistake because if you think about it like this you can't do better than your baby daddy a lot of these single moms hey y'all have kids they have kids young i get it they made they made those decisions young and why should i have to live with, the, your, with your decision i shouldn't have to right yeah you may have a great kid your kid may be dope damn little kid may be a superstar she may be a superstar, but I'm not willing to find out because I have that choice. I have that purpose. I don't have kids. And if I had kids, you know what? Now, this is what's going to be the kicker. Because let me say it first before I continue. If I had kids, women would still date me. You know why? Because they have, they have limited options. As long as a man, as long as I'm making myself better every day, every month, every year. I'm still desired by women, whether I have one, two, three, four, five kids. And I can say that it's true because look how many men out here have multiple kids from multiple women and women still want them. But women who have multiple kids by multiple men, men rarely want them. Right. Men don't want to date women with kids if they have an option, have a choice to. Now, when dudes get older, they just want somebody cool. They might accept them. But for me, I'm not dating no woman with a kid. I don't see the benefit in it. Because the things that I want to do and want to create, I want to leave for another man's child. It's not my offspring. I think from a natural mindset that, hey, when the lion takes over pride, guess what? The cubs got to go. You're not bringing another man's seed up in here. This bloodline must be cut off. There's plenty of women out here who don't have kids. They said, I was told when I was 32, you might want to date somebody with kids because everybody Kids. When I tell them I don't have kids, they, they mind blown. Like, really? You're 36 with no kids? I mean, yeah, I just made, I've had some some scares, but you know, I'm like, hey, I've made this far without any children. And so I don't I don't shame people having kids. It's just my preference that I don't have to date women with kids. I've dated women, I've tried to date women with kids. And my experience has have shown me why it's not a good deal for me, you know. The first time I tried to discipline another woman's child and I got some back talk from her, 
I knew right then and there. No, this isn't for me. Because you're going to tell me you want me to provide and do all this for this child? You want me to give your child some money when they need it? You want me to take them here and do this and put my time and energy into them? And when they do something I don't, that I believe they need to be disciplined for, and you tell me no? Oh, what? And I'm supposed to be the man of this household? Oh, man, you get out of here. I don't need neither one of you. You and your kid get that get to stay. Because I don't need that, that argument, you know? And so, but there are men out here who love to date women and have one kid, maybe two kids, depending on what that woman is providing to the relationship. Uh, but in my, on my stance, I would never seriously date a woman with kids. Now we can have fun, we can go out, we could do the, we could do the funky, but you know, but we as far as progressing to marriage, uh spending a life together, hell no. No, I don't see the benefit of it. So Shay has a question. What if the child's father is deceased? It doesn't Man, that's difference. a good question. Now, that's a very good question. Now, I had to deal with that with a woman once. It does matter. It does matter because it's not her fault that her, that her husband passed away. And the only reason I still couldn't follow through with it because she had the children young, right? I didn't hold it over her head, but at the end of the day, it's still not my responsibility to deal with. Life happens. Right. Life happens. And I'm sorry that she chose a man that was in that lifestyle, you know. And so I look at the whole picture. Who's your baby daddy? Was y'all married? Because they were married. Who's your baby daddy? What did your baby daddy do? If you got pregnant or married to a dude that lived by the streets, I don't cut you no slack. In my stand since high school, because women that looked over me when I was skinny with this big ass head in braces, they wanted to date the bad boys, hood boys, the dope boys. We all graduated. I'm in college, and then I see these women try to hit me up on when Facebook came out. I was like, hell no, because you got kids by the dope boy who's either locked up or in the grave, and now you coming my way. No, you wanted the bad boys to live with those choices that you made. I'm all about accountability. As you can see on my name, superior accountability. You feel me? I'm all about accountability. If you chose to make those decisions, because women love the bad boy. I'm the bad boy now. I'm just the bad boy at a older age. And it's my world. And women just got to get with it. But I got to loop. I got to move them. We got stuck too crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. You're fine. And the thing is, that's your preference. You know, and I think that's what... It's your preference. If you choose not to date a woman because she has kids, it's, it, it doesn't say anything is wrong with those women because they do have kids. It's just saying that you choose not to date a woman with kids. That's all it's saying. Bro, women with kids, but they be so cool, bro. They be having the snacks. They be having like, they, they like to chill at the crib. Like, bro, they real nurturing. The ones that aren't, the ones that take care of their kids, they're the nurturing ones. But the ones that be still in the club, they're not. But like women with kids, bro, they so cool. Like, I like, I wish a part of me was like, I could accept it. Because man, women with kids, they be so fire though. And the ones that still fine, the ones that still work out, ah, uh, but they be lit. But I'm like, they, they go hard. They business owners, like they be on a grind, bro. I take my hat off to single mothers. Like, but when it comes to the dating world, like, nah. Yeah, and, and it is.
it's it's funny that you say that because I have a buddy. We we had this conversation as well, and he has two kids outside of his marriage. He has two kids outside of his marriage, and his wife one time questioned like him taking care of his kid outside of the marriage. She was asking him like, well, why do you have to give that? You already paid child support. Why are you doing mm-hmm. more? The child support should be enough. But women do men like that with kids. They want them to take care of their house. They want the resources, bro. Yeah. And uh, who said that? Who said Rat Ratty 17? We're saying someone else's child is a birdie. Yes. Uh, Prove to me how how another person's child is not a burden. If you're the sole provider and you're taking care of them, how is it not a burden? Now, I say that primarily because you're taking from me and I want my own offspring. Who's T to say, child, that's your preference. It's okay. Yes, it's my preference. And Who's that? Uh, someone said it's narcissism. It's narcissism because I have a choice, you know, because I have a preference. It's narcissism, you know. So, Lakeisha believes it's narcissistic to have preferences. That is the mindset of what you deal with when you choose as a man to stand on your own and have a voice. You know, this is what you deal with. Like I said, like, hey, when you when you stand out against what the masses say, that is what you deal with from your own community. And you have to be brave enough and bold enough to speak your own truth and speak what you believe in against those people still. And I love when people say stuff like this. I love when people say stuff like this because they can't prove to me where I'm wrong. Because I guarantee you, if you had your own children and people to this day still do it, children feel when they go into when their mother dates another man and they have children, they feel that the father gives that, that his offspring more attention. Like children feel that I've spoken to children and grown men who say they experience that. They don't want children to feel that way because I know I'm going to be primarily focused on my offspring because it's natural. You know, so why put my why put another child through that? You can call it narcissistic all you want. I'm cool with it. I accept it, baby. But it's my preference. And I've built myself to the point where I don't need to take care of another person's child. And I do believe it's a burden. Jam, I'm gonna keep it funky with you. <laughs> okay, so that okay, so we got a lot of we can agree to disagree. We got that to each his own. So yeah, to each his own. Yeah, it's a blessing for the mother, but a burden to me. Yeah, and and to be honest, these are questions that I think a lot of times when people go into relationship, they don't have these type of conversations in the very beginning. They get emotionally connected with people, and then once they connect, they stuck with them, and then this person don't want to deal with you and your kids. These are conversations because this is his preference, and if he don't want to date someone with kids, that's fine. It's women who don't want to date men with kids. Bro, I know women with kids who don't date men with kids. Honest, I tell her, hey, you got kids. Hey, look, I'm just be real with you. Don't date women with kids. Like, I let women know straight up, yo, like, I'm not for you. I'm not for you because if you try to force it, yo, you're going to get your heart broken because I don't want your offspring to be a part of what I'm building. And that is my opinion. That's just my choice. You already know it, really. You heard me. I'm going to keep it phoning with them. She said, I'm hurt. And that, oh, oh man, and I love that. I love that Lakeisha said that because think about this, bro. 
whenever men stand up and say what they want, we're always shamed. Women love to use shame and language, sign language, shame, insult, or guilt, right? They love to guilt you, want you to feel guilty for having a point of view. Like they'll shame you for having preferences, right? So they'll make say, who hurt you? You know what I started doing? I started doing that to women as well. Like when they talk about like, like men, I'm like, who hurt you? And brother, see how they're how they get balled up. I never get hurt. I never get upset when women say who hurt you. Because I know I know it's coming from a place of hurt in them. You know, uh, that's the mirror reflecting out of them. Um, like they're hurt, you know, to hear someone say to stand on like they, they, they think someone's child is a burden, to hear someone say that they won't date someone who have children. Like a lot of people are living those lives, bro. You know, it hurts to hear that out loud. Like I know. I, I've seen, I've had conversations with people about this. Like I have real conversations with people who have children. They have experienced that from people they wanted to date. You know, it hurts, bro. And I get it, man. I understand. So, but no, I'm not hurt. You know, I'm so happy and blessed, you know, but I understand. It's just I want a perfect being and it don't exist. I didn't say anyone perfect. I just said I didn't want somebody with kids. Like that, like, so you mean tell me people who don't have kids aren't great? I'm like, so it's like it's like the conversation is always built around. Can I convince him to why he should want this? You know, that's how, that's always the narrative push on men. Why he should want this? Why you should accept this? Like trying to mm. convince you of what you want. But when a man, what will they say? When a man tells a woman why she should work out, why she should be fit, why she should be submissive. It's a whole different story, yeah. but we don't shame these women for it. We do not shame, but women will shame men for having preferences. We don't shame women for want men who got money. We don't shame if women, if most of these women really cared about all of this, they'll accept a man who live on the couch on his mama's couch. But you, we don't shame them when they. We don't say anything when they shame men who live at home with their moms and play video games. You know. But they'll shame us for having preferences. So you know, it's a it's a double edged sword, and I love it. I love the conversations. I love the point of view. But they only shame men when they have preferences when they don't fit it. When they don't fit them, when they don't fit them, bro. When yeah, they, that's that's the only reason. When you don't fit the preference, you got an issue with it. But men, most men, bro, and I tell you, this, most men, we are so cool with not fitting women preferences, bro. We are so cool with it, man. I'm like, I accept it because that's life. This is what life is. This is what makes life so amazing and beautiful that you, if you don't fit it, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Become better. Like improve yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially. Become better. If a man doesn't want you and your child, go be better. There's a man out there waiting for you to present your better self for him to take that on. Just say me, baby. <laughs> Just say me. <laughs> Nobody teasing nobody, not a damn woman want a man standing at home with their mama. And guess okay. what? I, I applaud that. I don't think y'all should want a man standing on the couch. Okay, so you got one. So Dere said, I get where you're coming from. Now that I'm 42, I don't date men that don't have kids because I'm not having any more after I'm out. Okay. That is a responsible adult response right there. You know why? Because men who don't have children, I'm going to give a personal story. And I know I can share it because he talks about it so much. 
my uncle's going through a divorce. He tore him up, man. She did some, some stuff. And my uncle said, man, I'm going to have a, I got a wife. I'm going to give a house, give a cause, provide for, you know, let her go travel, do everything. And he found out she did some fraudulent stuff. And so he left. And he was like, man, you know what? He told me yesterday, he said, he said, man, what was I thinking? He said, I wanted more kids. They didn't have any kids. Like, man, what's the, what's, the, what's the point of getting married if you don't have children with this woman? And they were married 20 years, bro. He was like, what was the point? It felt like I wasted my life. That's how I view it. If I'm not going to have children with this woman, why do I want to deal with it? And a lot of women who have kids, they don't want more kids. So for Darisha to have that viewpoint, I think that's amazing because she's making a adult decision saying, hey, I know my dating pool. It has to be men with children because I don't want any more. You can bring your children together. That's an adult decision right there. I applaud applaud that because a lot of women don't even still want kids, don't want any more kids. I know women who don't want no more kids, but they're looking to date men without kids. Those men are going to want to put a seed in them. And it's unfair to the man for a woman to try to even occupy that slot and say, hey, I'm not giving you no more kids. But he don't have any. But you want him to take care of yours. Hmm. Okay, so we're going to move on to this last question. And I didn't type this one up because it, it requires a little bit of detail. But you'll know what I'm talking about, Bravo, when I talk about it. So the last question that I'm going to ask all of you is, would you date someone who tells you, so if it was a man telling a woman, hey, I want to date you, but I want multiple women, but you <laughs> can't have multiple men. You can. Oh no! Oh no! The match is gonna say hell no, hell no. <laughs> so, men, would you date a woman that says I want multiple men, but you can only have uh, me? So let's see what y'all got down there in the comments. Lakeisha said, "God gonna get me. God already got me. I'm so blessed, baby. He got me." Oh, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus said, "Hell to the no." Hell to the no. Yeah, tell them, hell no, hell no, hell no. Man, this is a double, man, this is a double standard right here because I guarantee you, if anybody was presented with this opportunity, I don't believe the answers would be the same. They ain't gonna say that shit on here. <laughs> they gonna say that shit. Yeah, they're not gonna say that on here. So. They say it on here, bro. Nah. Tracy said no. no. Tracy said no. Okay. okay. Mm. So, again, the question is, if you meet someone and they're they're wanting to would you date someone who told you they want multiple women or multiple men but you can only be with them would you date them so tisa said what's the point of being in a relationship if he got the resources i bet y'all all will i bet you will it's all about the resources all about the resources bro they just haven't met a man that's up there that can provide that because most most women date guys that are basically on the same level as them financially. Uh, if a man providing and can provide for you and multiple families or just multiple women, 
Most women would agree to it. They won't say it on here. I know they'll say, oh, he lying. He don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. They, but they will, bro. You know, I'm like, I know too many men are that's in this space. It's like the same women say they won't, bro. And plus it got like, and some women can't even get close to these men. So this is why I, I, I agree with the saying that they won't do it because they can't even get access to these men, you know, so that we got to bring that in. So we got to come down to where, where, where they are. Right. So we come down to where they are. I agree with them. Yeah. They're not doing it. They're not doing it because like, why do that with a man? Even though most of them doing it anyway, they just don't know it. <laughs> why do that with a man? And <laughs> he's not provide, Right. And they still got to work. Like they still struggling. They still stressing. Right. So I get it. But the women that can, that has access to these men, they do it. They do it. And y'all wouldn't believe the way these women, y'all be like, ain't no way I do that. But when you see what comes with it, they'll do it because it's an easier life. It's a better life. The quality of life is better. These people are still happy. You know, these people are still uh, have love. You know, being, most people don't even know that it's, it may be closed on their end, but it might be open on the other person. And this could be men or women. You feel me? I know men who is closed on their end and it's open on their woman's end because they care about a woman that much. And I think that's a foolish decision because, hey, I don't think a woman who has multiple men, they emotional attachment, man. A man enters a woman's body, right? A man enters your body. Man has been inside of you. I had a I have a frat brother used to say, he said, man, I don't care what women say about me. He said, I, once I've entered your body, it could be bad, it could be good, but I've been inside of you. You always have to deal with that. You've never been inside of me. I was like, God, that's such a cruel way to look at it. But as I have aged, I'm like, damn, he's right. So when I see women who have two dudes, three dudes, four dudes that they dating at the same time. Most men that are aware of the dynamic of relationships and dating with the opposite sex, they're like, I'm cool with that because they've already accepted the head that, hey, this woman will be nothing more than sex for me. Most times, that guy is the one the woman wants for the long haul. She'll entertain other guys only because the main guy that she wants doesn't want her. Right. So it is it's not that many of these dudes. Cause a lot of dudes not getting sex out here. Like people, I don't care what nobody said. A lot of dudes not getting no booty. So the dudes that are getting the booty, you know what I'm saying? They have that option where they stream and toy with a lot of these women, bro. And I'm saying it like that because this is what really happens. I'm not saying I'm doing it, but I'm like, this is this is what's real. They toy with these women because these women. Come up, a man wants a woman. Hey, I want a woman like this, like this, like this. We give every woman a shot. And every women don't even know from the jump. We start putting them in boxes. Oh, she did this. Oh, no, put it in this box. Oh, she did it. Oh, not, not submissive. Oh, put it in this box. And they be going, when they go into the play box, you could never leave the play box. No matter how much we like you, or has been women I've like adored, bro. Like, I was like, yo, I would have loved to date. But it got placed in the play box. And it's like, yeah, you can do what you want, girl. Like, hit me up whenever you free. Because guess what? 
They don't need her. When she pops up, I'll give her some times. We have a blast. But I'm like, I don't need her. Because why? I was at that time when I was dating this chick. Bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. I had a whole bunch of chicks. And so I was like, well, it's okay. But when it came down when she wanted to get serious, she's like, hey, I want to be with you. I'm like, no, you have been placed in the fun box. Because I'm like, I've seen too many dudes that you've been with through our time together. And I'm like, I'm not holding over your head. Just know that you could never get past this. And why I say that is because, for context, if I was to present like, hey, I'll make it open on my end, close on your end, she was, she was agreeing to it. She would have agreed to it. But I'm like, they call it ego, but I was like, I don't want a woman like you on my arm in public. And I have that preference. So it's like, when you're in a position where you can do that, hey, a lot of men can. I can. Well, I could at that time. Let me not speak in the presence. It was my past, y'all. Good <laughs> back then, you know? Make like, that clear. This is his past. Yeah, because look, I don't need somebody to see this and get me. So like, that was, I had that option, bro. Like, it is why I believe that women say they won't do it, but for the right dude, they definitely would, bro. They, they would definitely do it. would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. Mm-hmm. But you, you brought out a good point. Most of us mm-hmm. were dating mm-hmm. on our own level, so we don't see yeah, the level of dating someone that is wanting to be with multiple people, but if it was someone that is much higher than us, then you'd be like, mm, I probably could deal with that. Yeah, I could deal with that. <laughs> probably could deal with that. Lakeisha, funny. <laughs> she said, I'm an American. Idol. Not for long, Lakeisha. Not for long. I'm only here for one more, few more weeks. Getting out of here. Big girls ain't about to get me. Okay, so nobody was brave enough to come on. They was going to come on, send them the link for them to come on and ask you the question live with us, but. Hey, bro, that truth, bro, that truth. Like, no, I'm an agitator. That truth, they can't handle that truth. They can't keep it funky. It be too funky for them, bro. It be too funky for her. <laughs> that truth, you know? So it's like, in the way it is, I, I saw you post honest man versus selfish man. You know, honesty. Honesty, uh, I had a failed relationship because in the past, I believe that, you know, I didn't have to share everything, right? Because I thought it was protecting. You know, when I when things that were left unfulfilled for me, I was like, all right, cool. I just dealt with it. So when I got to the point, I was like, man, I just want to be honest about everything. Honesty is the best practice for men. And this is why, especially with women, most women will accept whatever you do if you're honest with them. And that's crazy to say, but it's true. Because if you real, most men lie. Most Men lie. And when a woman meets an honest man, bro, they're like, damn, at least I know what I'm getting myself into. So it's like, honesty is always the best practice because when you're honest, you come off as selfish because I don't care about the opinions of others. And so I would say honesty is selfishness because honesty for me is my peace. I know my words offend a lot of people. I know my viewpoints, my stance on relationships, on weight, 
know, a lot of it offends a lot of people. And I get a kick out. I can't lie. I'll be lying if I told you all I don't have a little part of me like going crazy on the inside when people respond to what I say because I'm being honest. You know, a lot of people have never tasted that honest, bitter pill. And I love to be the one to give it to them sometimes, you know. And so and it's because I make sure I do right what I can do. And even if people want to say if I went through anything, want someone wanted to see my downfall, it would still be okay. Like, you know, like, I hope this happens to him. I'm okay with that, right? Because this is life. This is what makes life amazing and beautiful. And I get to adapt and grow. And But I'll always stand on honesty. So there's a lot of selfishness in honesty because I'm not trying to protect other people's feelings, you know? So. So, mm. Bravo, you have a lot of preferences that eliminate a lot of women. Do oh, a lot, bro. The, yeah, do you deal with the backlash of that? It's getting dark over here. Uh, uh the back. There's no backlash. Uh, the backlash of it is like it just so in America, it made my options this big. Because man, I'm like, bro, like for serious dating, man. That's why I, I prefer to like I don't date so heavily like I did before. Because I'm like. My pool is too small, bro. It's like, bro, out of a hundred thousand women, I probably could only touch maybe eleven, because my preferences, like my preferences, are like uh, black women's preferences for men. That long ass list, I got one of them for women. And so um, that's why the girl I'm dating now, and that's why I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm dating someone because, like, a lot of I could, a lot of women don't match, don't come close to what I want. You know, I'm real hard on the things I want. And uh, and I I know I deserve them because I work to be the man, the best man I can be every day. So I separate myself from the masses because I'm like, yo, I don't I don't I deserve better than what a lot of people are putting out or giving out. And so and people can call it narcissistic. But I'm like, when you've done the work, when they always say, know your worth, know your value. I've done the work, bro. I continue to do the work. I know my worth. I know my value. I know the impact I have, you know? And so for me, I want to help people. But when it comes to my dating life, man, like, I don't have a large pool, you know? Like, in Central America, like, you know, hey, the pool is plentiful because they met, they meet the, the looks requirement from, from this junk. Uh, but, uh, but still, you know, I've always wanted the, you know, traditional black family. And, and there's black women in Panama and Central America. Uh, which you know, I, for some reason, like, I love that that communication. Like, I love communicating with my woman, bro. Like, oh, having something in common with a woman that you could just talk to all night. Bro, it's so dope, bro. It's so dope. And so, for me, I've learned, like, it's rare for me to find that. So, when I found it, it was like, damn, I got it. Hey, look, you got to go with that because, like, she's, like, one in a gazillion. And there's other women like her out there. But guess what? They all snatched up. And so it's like, and men that grind to be the best that they can be, when they find these women, you got to take them off the shelf, bro. So my dating pool is small. So it's like, I'm either going to be for the streets for life or I'm going to be locked, tied down. And yeah. so, you know, that's how I look at it. 
And I think you said something that is just, and we can close on this here because I think you just said something that was really powerful. You understand your list is long. And you understand because your list is long, they limit the number mm -hmm. of women that you have access to. And I think yeah. that's what a lot of people need to understand. If you're going to have a long list, be okay with the long list. Nothing wrong yeah. with having a long list. But completely yeah. understand that that decreases the number of people yeah. you're going to be able to interact with. And then, yeah, you just have to be okay with that. And you have to be okay with that. Maybe I'm going to be a single a little bit longer than I would be if I minimized my list. But you also got to accept, understand that some people's lists, they don't even qualify for their list. You know, think about this. A lot of people preface, I want a man that's this, 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 and this. They don't match none of that. Because every man, every man, do the people, does, does the person that matches your list, do you qualify for that person? Most people don't qualify, bro. The majority of people don't even qualify for the people that they want. Yeah. Me on the other hand, I know what the women that qualify for me, I know what I need to do to qualify for them. So me having that understanding, that's how I know I accept that the dating pool for me is very small because I have to be fit for her qualifications. You know, I'm not on a lot of women lists because they ain't on mine. Yeah. Okay, we got some answers. So, Brandon, very deep conversation with a variety of relevant relationship topics tonight. Job well done, Kings. Keep up the great work. Peace and blessings. Best regards. Thank you, Brandon, from LinkedIn. He's on LinkedIn watching. So, thank you, Brandon, for that. And Tisa said, I'm sick. And Tisa said, there's nothing wrong with it at all. That's why I was single for four years. So I get it. Love your bluntness, Mr. Muscle Man. Laughing out loud. Damn. <laughs> Honesty. It's the best way to be. Best practice. And Keisha say, I pray blessings over. I'm not mad at all. Okay, great, Keisha. It's our love, baby. Hey, look, our community need these type of talks. Because we need to see what other people think. When you're around everyone who thinks the same, you'll never grow. You'll never know what's out there. You know, if you're not going to challenge yourself to be open to a different rhetoric, hey, how would you ever understand why what you want, you're not getting an outcome? So I'm open to always having real serious conversations. You know, uh, it makes us all a better, all us a better group of people when we engage into open dialect and rhetoric uh, by different topics, you know, because uh, we need to grow. We need to become better. And having these conversations can help us to be better, you know? Yeah. Wow. For those of you that are still on, if you don't mind clicking that like button out there so that this podcast can get shared with others just like yourself. So thank you for doing that. We won't be on next Monday, but we will be on next Wednesday. Next Monday is the holiday, so we will pick up on Wednesday. Bravo. Thank you for coming on tonight, my brother. I am so appreciative of you. And Bravo said he's here for another so September 6th. September 6th, I go back oh, to Atlanta. You out, you out of here. Yeah, September 6th, I go back to Atlanta. I got some big news. I, I told you, man. I got some big news. I ain't dropping it yet. Uh, so at the end of September, so I go back to Panama in October. So if y'all want to 
call Bravo on Instagram and invite him to lunch. He eats everything. So yeah, you know, we have a conversation. You feel me? We have a conversation about health. You want to get fit? Holler at your boy. You gotta, you gotta improve. Cause trust me, you gotta be better. That's all it is. Gotta be better. Bravo. Thank you for coming on. And hopefully we'll connect before you get out of here too, though. Oh, we will, bro. We will, yeah, but always sure. we but thank y'all, everybody. See you guys on next Wednesday. Don't forget to hit that like. And again, thank everyone for your questions and support. Peace. Yeah.